You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's shows and movies. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And this is Preacher. Um, last night's episode was called Puzzle Piece, wasn't it? Puzzle Piece. Puzzle Piece. Uh, uh, well, a well-named episode, finally. <laughs> yes, there's no doubt. Strong correlation. Very strong correlation. <laughs> what a build-up to what happened. <laughs> uh, overall thoughts. I know we're down cash tonight. You know, he got soft on us, but, you know, what's your thoughts on the episode? Um, well, being that I went in with super low expectations based on the last few episodes, this one was a big uptick in comparison. There's no doubt. I'm, I'd have to say it's definitely one of my more memorable and favorable episodes so far this season. Oh, yeah, and, definitely. And, you know, because like you said, the last three or four have been kind of like, eh. So, definitely a positive. Yeah. Now, I did enjoy a lot. This This brought back some of that. Seth Rogen humor and some of the you know cool theatrics and some cool angles with cameras and different things. I really did enjoy some of that. That they really brought some of that back. Yeah, I agree. There was better humor, better dialogue, better story. Everything was better in this episode. But there's still some dragon points where I'm still kind of just like, oh, well, I'm telling you right on. now, Tulip Tulip is a downer for me right now. I mean, like it's just. Yeah. She's tough to watch right now. She is. It didn't seem like that big of a moment, her almost death. She's had several almost deaths, and it's like, she is really dwelling on this. And maybe that's insensitive to the character, but it, yeah, it's boring me at this point, honestly. It really, really is. And this was the first time we actually had something that went in a positive direction towards where the overall plot line is actually going. In the, in the past two or three episodes, it's been like stalemate, dead end, stalemate, no success. This one finally gets a little bit of a, a nugget in the right direction. Not much, but we do get a little bit like we're actually getting a plot line, a connection to where we're supposed to be going. Agreed. Agreed. And so it starts off with uh, you know the men in white setting up Star's office, putting all these newspapers from different countries and different things on his, you know, on his desk. You know, just kind of giving you a little background that he's in charge and what that goes on day to day. And then it cuts away to we get this flashback of Jesse and his dad's execution. Right, which we've seen this a few times. We have, you know. And why are they showing it to us again? Is this just something he daydreams about? Once again, no idea. But they flashed once again on the tattoo on this guy's arm. <clears throat> yes. So are we going? Well, I can tell you the comic book of what this is. No, don't tell me. You know, I mean, but this, put it this way. What they're showing you has a very significant future of the show, if they stay in line with it. It's okay. very, very significant. All right, well, once again, I don't think this is an episode where we have to go scene by scene necessarily, because no. you can kind of break this down into a couple major points, right? Pretty much. I mean, Jesse's still searching for God. We're looking at YouTube videos. He's struggling that they're, you know, they're hitting brick walls. Yeah, we get a lot of Cassidy trying to explain to him that Tulip is the problem. Tulip is the problem. Um, Stop focusing on anything else. You need to focus on Tulip. Right. You know what I mean? We get a scene of him putting her to sleep. You know, yeah. after she comes in, talk about I took three forty-four mags. Yeah, to the chest. And, and takes a frozen blood and puts it on the chest. Blood Dude, him chopping that blood in the pan. I, I was my, revolting. My wife would murder me <laughs> if she saw me do that to one of her pants. Um, but murder, yeah, death, kill. That's right. Yeah. 
I was just cringing at that. I was like, oh my God, use some plastic, sir. You're yeah. ruining that cookware. Um, you seen this kitchen? <laughs> yeah, you're right. This oven alone it looks like a fucking bomb waiting to blow. But yeah, you know, I'm going to just zoom past the tulip shit. I'm just good. Please. Get it over yeah. Sleep, move on. Sleep thing. Guess what? That's all you have to worry about with Tulip. Well, he used the word on her. He did. Which we knew Sleep. was, uh, it upset Cassidy. We knew it was going to upset her. Um, he kind of brings her back by saying, you need a fight. Like, to snap you out of this. You well, I, mean? I love that he used the line of, I didn't know what else to do for you. I'm doing it for you. You know, like yeah. showing some endearment, showing some love, doing some things like that. But still, we already know how she feels about using the word. So it's like, there was no way you were going to just ease out of this. Right, I mean? right, right, right. Even though it was the best thing for her, because you could die. You could go without sleep, you'll die. You're right. You know what I mean? So it's like, you got to do something. And you're taking bullets to the chest like an animal. So it's like, fine. And then, so, obviously... She uses the word, and then this is where the suit in white... Is it Featherstone? Feather... Man, yeah, I her no name. Idea. Yeah, like, whatever. So she sh- lounge singer lady. <laughs> yeah, shows the video to Star, and his comments, man, I was dying. My ribs were hurting. <laughs> man, he's like the other thing that my wife would be pissed about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, a woman followed a man's commands. <laughs> this is not a superpower. <laughs> I'm bored. I'm, I'm going bored. to have a date. <laughs> yeah. Um. I love this. This guy at our Star. It's fantastic. Dude, to me, he's kind of stealing the show right now. Cassidy was your relief and like you were pissed if he didn't have his dynamic in the show. This guy coming into the fold is almost like casting shadow on him. We got a little taste of what we love about Cassidy this episode. A small taste. Small taste. Small. But it reminded you. It's like, oh yeah, this is why we love him so much. But this Airstar guy is perfectly cast and... This dude must be having so much fun doing He's this. got to be, man. Could you imagine when the camera's not on how much they've got to be throwing shit around like you've never seen? He has to laugh uncontrollably between takes. Because <laughs> he keeps the straightest face. Like, like he is Asperger's. I mean, I like mean, he, yeah. I don't know how you do it. Like, it just... Yeah. I mean, his date scene... Oh, yeah. Play, take your shirt off. You know, Place the butter under your chin. Don't hold the tray. Hold the butter. You know? no, take the butter in your hand. <laughs> now, how long would you say you can hold your breath? <laughs> Where, the the fuck? Fuck? Where is this going? <laughs> and then he gets a little bump, you know, a little note. He's like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> never mind. You know. Um, but yeah, this beautiful young woman we found out it's the mayor's or the governor of louisiana's daughter uh, which one did she higher? say governor or did he say i thought he said i'm like a gardener no or something governor governor yeah of yeah, the state yeah he was like he's like i'm the most powerful man in the world you know i have 118 different countries and organizations doing my bidding you know well he says i run the most powerful Organization, organization in the world, right? He goes, "Has your father been to Angola?" You know, and she's like, "The country or the, or prison? the prison?" Okay, now I li- li- <laughs> I lived in Louisiana, and Angola is hell on earth. Angola is the state penitentiary for Louisiana, and it is in the middle of a swamp. It doesn't even have it, fences around it. It sounds humid. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay? Like, people don't escape because you don't live if you go through the swamp and try to escape. Yeah. Either the mosquitoes will carry you away or, or the <laughs> alligators <laughs> will finish you. you. Yes. Yeah. I You'll mean, be shoved under a log to be tenderized for later. I mean, there's one street that goes all the way in and it's miles, miles long. I mean, it's it's hell on earth. Yeah. I mean, it's absolute hell. You know, so I thought it was a cool catch that, you know, if people, if you don't know you're from Louisiana, people have no idea what Angola is. So but I was kind of surprised. I mean, other I bet, than. I bet people were Googling Angola. Yeah. That. I mean, she says the prison, da, 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 da. That, I mean, it's the, it's the worst of the worst. Yeah. Deep pull. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but he's like, ah, oh, never mind. And he's gone, you know, and this is where he said, you know, when we kind of glossed over, he said, I'm bored. I'm going on a date. Kill them all. Yeah. Okay. And so we bring in the special forces unit in the all white on white on white. Hey, bro, I love you, bro. You know, awkward. These guys are weird. I mean, they are, dude. The the one the lounger lady and the other black guy with the gap in his teeth. This dude's super weird. Yeah, I mean, they're the they, whole. They all say I love you. Yes, and, and it's like endearing, like seriously, like like I, I plan really, on bouncing you later. You yeah, know? <laughs> I love you, love you. I'll marry you today. Yes. Um, but yeah, these guys, you know, they get the fist bump. I love you. I love that they put the earphones on because we get a silent here. Here's as much as I love that for what it produces in the scene. How in the hell do they know to put that on? Because of the power. I know that, but star doesn't agree that believe, believe that's real. Doesn't matter. I think they still take the, he left it up to them. Kill them all. So you think that so, was her? So those two were in charge of starting the, the okay. crew to kill. All right. Now, when they first put these earmuffs on, I was like, some things ain't going to work. And then they did these little suction cups. You yeah, know? they sealed on no, their heads. I was like, that's sweet. Yeah. So like you said, they you know my favorite part was the camera angle where you're the your point of view, like you're on, you're yeah. watching Call of Duty and, and you're seeing the gun. Realistic bullet holes yes this is a rarity especially in this show where we have the, the <laughs> enormous total, enormous total recall explosions for each buller you know but when they shoot cassidy in the back and when they shoot dennis in the bed that's what it looks like right just red dots showing up yeah well there was silent there was silenced assault rifles i mean they're two two three rounds it's just almost a hair bigger than a 22 yeah. you're not going to have a massive explosion or tissue fly but i love it because they're shooting and it's not like you, you see like a, a spread of browns you know what i'm saying okay. it's quick they're just moving through the house but i love it when they come in and you know it's like there's custer you know and then <laughs> from the ceiling you see Cassidy come down on him and they would snip out of the you know the silence every once in a while and all you hear is him going ah <laughs> he's just he bit me he bit me I was dying man and he's going to town and they're just shooting the shit out of him you know out of his back. Him a he goes down and he's just fighting and taking Ooh. all of them even when the guy, you know, he like he shoots Dennis, you see him look around the corner, and they're still just fighting with <laughs> yeah, Cassidy. Stabbing him to death and everything yeah. else. And then, you know, he comes around the corner, and of course, I found the girl. And then it just, just gets his ass <laughs> I mean, Custer's putting it to him, boy. Yeah. So I love <laughs> this. This is one of those, they planned it out, and they did a really nice job. This of. is the closest thing this season we've had to the motel scene of season one. Not even remotely close to as good, though. I said closest thing to it. I didn't say it was as good. Now, because I'll take the sheriffs on the street over this. <laughs> yeah. Um, even the 
gun convention at the hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was more creative. It was. I'll say that. I mean, like you said, the silent thing. The silence was perfect. And it was like aliens. Or you keep seeing the names of the different people coming up, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I just love, I was just waiting for, you know, just, just one of our favorite aliens characters. You know, Hickman, yeah. or whatever, you know, Hudson. Hicks and, and Hudson. Uh, Hicks, Hudson, <laughs> Vasquez. Yeah, we see yeah. one of them. Come in, Hicks. Come in. <laughs> Can that shit, Vasquez? You know, I was just waiting for it. And it's like, it was perfect, you know. But yeah, Custer starts beating the ever living shit out of this guy. You'd realize it's the black guy that fist bumped "I love right, you" to his I love buddy, you and then and his name up there was like Capalo, or uh, you, yeah, like Capulo. Or yeah, it was something, something like unique. That. <laughs> and, but yeah, he gets his earmuffs off of him. He's like, "Kill your friends!" <laughs> he's like, "Shit!" And he walks. And this is the first time though you see a guy emotionally fighting it though, right? Um, I, I think that's if, the, I think that's the reason we said "I love you, bro." And like you see him physically, like I can't. I'm trying to prevent it, but I can't. Even when he like. When he tells him, he like he stalls for a minute. Yeah. He's like, "Really?" You know, what I mean, he gets up, he pulls the pistol, and the other, and he like points at him. He says, "I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. And he shoots the first one in the head, and the second one in the head, and his friends like takes his helmet off. He's like, "Hey, man, it's me, it's me. Please, just, please don't, please don't." You know, and he's and he's like, "I love you," or whatever. Like he and says, greases him. and greases him, and it's just like, wow. <laughs> and then we finally learn we finally learned the outcome of Dennis the outcome of Dennis who's a raging savage now yeah. I mean okay were you happy about this or pissed about this I didn't know how what I was going to expect but I'm actually happy now that I know that he he turned him because I know it's going to come back and bite Cassidy in the ass and it already is oh, yeah. biting him in the ass um so I think, I honestly think by the end of the season, he's going to kill Dennis. He's going to kill his own son. Right. Uh, just for being a maniac. Well, not to give anything away, in the comic book, like Cassidy doesn't take well to other, other of his kind. And even kills one or two in the comic book. Well, Which the, there is no son, there's no Dennis, there's no that stuff in the comic books. There's, there's no way to say that's any part of it, but he does meet a vampire, the only one other one we've ever find out about in the comic book so far in this time of the era, and he disagrees and pins him to a roof, and when the sun comes up, you know, it's... Melts him. Melts shit. him and turns into bones and explodes and all that but good stuff. I look at it, though, Cassie laid the first, you know, glimpses into his... Um, Vampire philosophy. Correct. You know, blood packs if you can get them, obviously. You only drink blood to heal yourself. That's it. Like He doesn't drink it otherwise. So when he's hurt, he drinks it. Just like we saw him with the cat when he was hurt real bad. And he picks the cat up and drinks it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like... He drinks it. <laughs> he doesn't want to kill people. He's no. not a violent He's man. been able to control his urge. Remember even the guys on the airplane in the opening episode when we get introduced to him? He doesn't bite any of them. No. You know what I mean? He kills all of them, but he doesn't bite them. So it's just like, he he has a, a moral code to being a vampire. Are you surprised that he wasn't more effective as a fighter with these guys? Because like when you see him on the airplane the very first season, the very first episode, he's pretty freaking talented. When it comes to, you know, hand-to-hand, all that kind of stuff like that. But hand-to-hand, these guys all had guns, and they shot them immediately. You know what I'm saying? 
we at least know he feels pain and he's brave as hell because he knows he's immortal. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, d- I just look at it like I agree with you. And I think if it was a hand-to-hand thing, but I like the fact that they're not using vampire tropes. He's not like Flash, where he can fly across the room. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Or he's lifting him up single-handedly and throwing him against the ceiling. Yeah, and he's super strong. And all well, that just, you know, even Interview with the Vampire was one of the most like realistic vampire movies. Even when it did have some sci-fi ability. But even no, yeah. So I'm saying they had a guy who could almost teleport right and then brad pitt at the end almost you realize can basically flash across the room turn the light on and flash back you know what right, I mean? right. warrior i can't even see it so it's like do you think underworld and stuff they can do that type of shit you know it's like i'm glad that they're not doing that with cassidy here's my one problem though if you remember from season one cassidy fell out of that airplane okay and he landed and there was a cow and that cow got snatched up like it was Hulk grabbing it and bringing it down. I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, and he's wounded and this like that. But you can't snatch a guy using that kind of power and ability. We're talking about a 600-pound animal. No, if you could snatch a guy like that, he, he wouldn't even have to snatch a man. He could tear the head off a human being. Exactly. Very simply. But they're holding um, him down and stabbing him and shooting him. Yeah, but we've Which, not... Other than the guys that were on the airplane, he's not a ruthless killer. You know what I'm saying? I get that. I'm just saying like his strength ability doesn't match. I agree. But we didn't see it on the airplane either. No, we didn't. It wasn't until we saw the cow, what he did to the cow, which was... We remember quite well that he shoves a broken bottle into a guy as a funnel for a wine glass to drink blood. Yes. You know what I mean? Classic. Very great stuff. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I agree with you. Cassie is way more powerful than they're showing. Mm-hmm. At least, you know what? Maybe they made a mistake by showing the cow scene. Because he clearly snatches a cow off its feet. A 600-pound animal and just dominates it like it's... Right. Like, you know, like, you're, like you're watching Marvel Avengers and Hulk's picking something up. Yeah, I mean, so I think that might have been an error. I think it is. I think it set it too far. His ability, you know, especially when he's, like, he's in pieces on the ground. Yeah. You know, so like I said, Tulip wakes up, sees the carnage. Um, that's when Jessica kind of has the thing, and then all of a sudden she sees all these police officers and you know crime scene investigators like that. And evidently, like you said, he's used the word "you all work for me now." You know, yeah, I like this. I do too. I really did. And this is where I was kind of like, all right, and he's like, I know they're coming back. This is gonna be different. Blah blah blah, and so on. And I agree with all of that. I thought it was really, really neat that they they did all the him commanding people, using the radio, doing these things. No, it, I thought all this was smart. It was. Um, I don't like Tulip going to the next door neighbor and borrowing a gun. It's just so unrealistic. It's I can't cheese get past ball. That. It's yeah. so cheese ball. And then you know, and then Cassie's like, you know, I, I guess we see Dennis made it, and he goes, yeah, we didn't need you or your God, or you know, or well, it didn't, didn't need your help, help after all, and. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of cold, but um, but like you said, you know, he gets her into the fight. She goes, I'm going to go get a gun. And she goes over there and sees her and like, hey, I just need to borrow your gun. And I'm like, and the whole deal of being able to change your outfit and hair and everything instantaneously, you know, I don't know. Now, this whole scenario is getting goofy to me. It is. Um, and do we think there's any 
real affection between this chick and Tulip? No. Not later yet. On, later on in the episode, we see what this chick's really like. Oh, yeah. Stone cold. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I, like I said, I agree with you. I like the cop stuff. This is how I like the word being used. You know what I mean? Like this. Um, makes total sense to me. You know, having the snipers in the windows, oh, all yeah. this stuff is super cool. You know, full perimeter, cool. Now, before this, you you, you know, Featherstone, I think is her name like that, and the black guy with a gap. <laughs> he blow the tarp out in the star's office. Yeah. And he's like, uh, we absolutely failed, sir. We appreciate all our art and we look forward to da 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 We'll take it. You know, who, whose fault is this? We could, Mine, his. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, he goes, who gets it first? And he goes, I will. He, she goes, he does. <laughs> I was like, this bitch is cold as ice. I mean, the tarp is like, so he pulls the gun out and click, 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 click. And I'm like, um, and then she's like, they're notorious for jamming. And she's you know, doing all this. I'm like, I didn't get this. Well, was it just luck? Lucky that the thing jammed and she had the time to Talk show, show how like impressive she is. Yeah. She was coddling his balls but with her conversation. There's no doubt. Yeah. And he's like, I have a rape fantasy. And she's like, oh, I'll put some makeup on and an address. And so it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you like professionals? Professionals. Oh, okay, okay. Girls that, you know, yes means no, no means yes. <laughs> The no means yes brand. And he's like, yes, exactly. Um, that lays a seed. Well, actually, the date he had with the chick where she's talking about the little you know, crackhead child smile. Oh, yeah. Missing puzzle piece. He's, he's like, you, know you they mean smile something. All the time. I smile. Some didwit half-breed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the groundwork, which leads to the later groundwork. Um, but yeah, I, it's so funny though. She's like, I'll take care of Brad. Yes. And then I think we should initiate Brad and then Hawkins. I think was his name or something like that. will handle the professional hookers for you. (laughs) And uh, he's looking through an escort book, you know, know, later on. It's a tourist magazine. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, you know, and she's contacting the Brad and so that, and you think that's going to be some. I'm thinking some supernatural guy, you know, or a, just a super badass hitman. You know what I mean? Right. And you know, he's like, "Well, you know, Brad takes a while to get, you know, put in place, and blah blah blah." Of course, later on, we realize it's a yeah a drone. <laughs> um, but which I was actually kind of disappointed. I was hoping to see a. I'll be honest with you when cool I when, when, when you saw the the cop sitting there and that enormous fella coming up behind him, I was kind of like. Are we about to have like something? The juggernaut? Yeah, right here? like something really, really cool. Yeah. And, and then you see, you think there's any symbolism? We've got a Barack Obama mask on. I don't know what they were doing with this, but. I mean, I'm trying to figure out what the, what the joke was. <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty terrifying when he first looks down the window. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, really. You know, <laughs> you know he sold his armor in there, you know. But, but this dude was enormous. He was. When they lay him on the back of the trunk and you see the how big down. he is. <laughs> Yeah, it's like good God, it's a monster. Yes, he looks like a in the rear window. He looks just like a flabby, you know, kind of overweight, sloppy dude, which he is. But he's also enormous. Yes, um, he carries his weight well. How dare you? Yeah, he carried it right on top of that one cop. I felt <laughs> terrible for him. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, so we find out Brad's a drone. Um, old Air, uh, what's his name now? Air, God, why can't I remember his Air name? Star. Star, yeah. So anyway, we get him in Air Stars in his office, and he's decided to finally look at Custer's file. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of running through some things. We see like his birth certificate. We see key part of this. And I think if you're a comic book reader, it makes sense. The first thing you see is the Annabelle and home. And that is a big clue. So if you are a comic book reader, you know exactly what this means. If you're not, I'm not going to divulge. So I don't want to be a spoilery. That Annabelle and home is a big deal. And that's the reason that's the first thing you see. So anytime you see that, be paying attention. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I honestly, I thought it was this church. Because I only kind of glance of it, I was like, okay, whatever. I figured it was probably just the church, you know, that is him and his dad owned. But you know, he's going through the file, and you keep waiting to see some because that house or whatever you're talking about was one of the first things. It's the first picture you see, and you're just flipping through and flipping through, and you're like waiting to see something. Yeah, and then a, you, all it is is a bunch of news articles about the Custer being executed and a church without its flock, and a, a guy, yeah. a preacher who disappears after saying he was going to call God. Um, Right. So, I mean, that stuff right there, we already know. I was waiting for that little You were hoping there was a little nugget in there. Yeah, a nugget nugget in there. And it didn't give it to you. It's not like Game of Thrones that says, uh, you know, Rhaegar was annulled his marriage out of nowhere. Um, Um, Yeah, but then, of course, we get the... (laughs) Dude, when, when when the three dudes show up... I did not think these were prostitutes when they showed up. Um, but yeah, they. <laughs> now we're we're skipping to the end. Okay, is this was this the end scene? That was that was the very more. end of the scene. I thought we had what, more. You admit, now we we see what Brad is, and they talk about how skilled Brad is and stuff. And then, like you said, we you know there's all that, and we get the the picture of it, and it's shooting and stuff. And then we get the phone call, and then the guys come in, like you're talking about. We we skip, we glossed over a little bit of that. Because remember, he, he sent the cops away. He did all the little things, which all that doesn't really matter a whole lot. But then we get to the part with the rape scene where the three guys come in and they're like, you know, because well, you're the whole part of it. You, you take credit card, you know, you charge card, and all true, that stuff. All true. That. You know, just a little, little pop humor. Uh, Tulip shoots the cleaner right. uh, later on the next night, yeah. all that stuff. But that ended up leading to nothing. It did. It was just filler. Yeah. The guy kept looking creepy and staring at him, and you were just meant to believe this is your assassin, or the fat guy was the right. assassin, or all that kind of stuff. Exactly. But anyway, like you said, evidently the charge card worked, and three guys show up at Star's office. And but goes, I love this. He's like, oh, misunderstanding. You know, I'll, cl- I'll definitely pay you for your charge. I'll compensate you for your time. But this is not what I want. And they're like, he said it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no mean jest. And they just grab. He's like, "No, really!" And just bend him over his. I mean, desk. don't even take his coat off. Two guys hold him down while one man just ass rapes him, <laughs> and this is great because he's just sitting there, just like just just getting thumped. You know, no emotion, just getting just tore up. But he's looking at Jesse's name uh, on the file, and it's just rocking back and forth and stuff like that. And he busts out. The missing puzzle piece. Well, right before the scene happens, he's watching the footage of Jesse complain to Cassidy about, I'm looking for God. You have to have God. This structure. Yeah. There's got to be somebody in charge. Otherwise, it's chaos. And evidently, that's a big deal because he stares and he focuses at it and the whole nine yards. And then we get the whole shit of, do you like kitties? 
yes or no constantly. Twice that drops in there. What the shit is this, this about? It's just a classic shit you deal with computers, viruses. That's oh what my this God. is. Um, We're the most powerful organization in the world, and we got computer viruses. Yeah. They do like yeah. these. Um, I never thought about it that if you move the letters around in Jesse Custer, it's Jesus Christ. I never thought about it until this episode when he's looking at the file and it's shake shaking and it's just showing his name and I just got to thinking about it and I was like oh you mix it up it's Jesus Christ on there so it's like kind of duh for me I bet everyone has known that from season one on I mean known it from the beginning I had no clue none whatsoever I never even thought about it and then just this one just slapped me right in the face so I'm assuming he thinks like second coming type business now, you know what I mean? But we don't know for sure yet. Jesus Christ. Is Custard have an H? No. C-U-S-T-E-R. You got Jesse. Yeah. So you got the J-E-S, the Custer, the U, pull it over, the other S. Oh, you're right. Right there. Where's the H? I was like, where in the age is it just it's just jesus is in there you're mm-hmm. right well maybe that's what i'm thinking of something i don't know i mean you or you, JC? Had, you uh, had a you had a, a good little thing there i was like oh shit that's good stuff and i was like where's the minute. i i'm retarded <laughs> have another bro <laughs> i you know i think i think i was just thinking jc is all it was right um but maybe that's all it was jesse custard Jesus Christ. Yeah. Maybe that's what you were talking about. I think that's where I was going was JC or everybody like that. But I mean, but that, I'll be honest with you. When I saw okay. he goes, the missing piece, I didn't have a fucking clue what he's talking about. I mean, like I looked at it, I was like, what in the Sam Hill is he talking about? Yeah. And the thing is, is, is he talking about the missing puzzle piece for him? Yeah. I don't know. And then we get the bar scene, right? We get, no, he calls and he goes, well, he says, he goes, call, off the missile. call off the missile, and he does. And then the girl goes, where'd you send the missile? Harry Connick Jr.'s house. <laughs> a, a beloved Louisiana native. And of course, we hear it on the news, yeah. right in the bar, yeah, yes, just he, like Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> They're just killing celebrities right and left. <laughs> Singer, actor, talk show. Uh, Celebrity. Yeah. Uh, game show host, or whatever like that. Sadly dead at 49, or whatever it was. <laughs> Blown up in his own home. Um yeah. But yeah. Then he comes and sit next to Jesse at the bar. I'll have what he's having. Drinks the whole thing down. Doesn't even shiver. Yeah. You know? Where uh, I'd be ever going, ah! Yeah. Death! Death on me! <laughs> Ambulance! Medic! 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 Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Then he turns to him, obviously, and starts talking to him. And he's like, I came alone. So I hear you're looking for Jesus, you know? I hear you're looking, looking for, for God. God. Yeah. yeah. And so on, and which perks the interest. Cut to black. Cut to black. So now we, you know, that <laughs> we did talk about. We missed the one scene where you have Cassidy's like, I, I have only a quarter of my intestines, and I don't have a liver. You gonna be ready I have tonight? Half an intestine <laughs> and no liver. I keep drinking this. I'll be fine by tonight. <laughs> He says, I won't be 100%, but I'll be ready. <laughs> and then, you know, you know I mean? Dennis is like, you know, slugging this stuff down like it's candy water. They're cheersing it with yeah. a, you know. <laughs> He's got a pot and pan. A he, gets a, he gets his first burn in the sun. He's like, sun's dangerous. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Like he's five. Yeah. You know? And he gives him that pot and he's just drinking it, guzzling it down. And he's like, good take God, it take, easy, it easy. take it easy. Take it easy, you know? Um, 
So this is clearly going to be a problem. You know, Dennis playing his record player up so loud. Dude, that shit was ridiculous. That's one. To, that's one of the scenes I didn't care for. Um, yeah, because yeah. it's like now Cassie does have to play like the the father dealing with he a does. teenager. Right. It's like know? he went dumb. Like he you know regressed in age. Yeah. So I don't. You know whether that stuff plays out. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, if anything, Dennis is being created just shifts Cassidy focus away from the group and the mission and everything else, which I think is going to hurt the overall plot line. Well, to be honest, I mean, this this season has been dragging quite a bit, so it's like the show's going to have to pick it up in some form or fashion. Either it'll get canceled and won't work or will cancel because it's just not – yeah, well, Flo- not floating our boat forever. Well, you know, I put it out there that, you know, an episode or two ago, I said it wasn't exactly what we wanted, you know, and I'm hoping things can improve better, da, da, da. And I got flagged. Like, people are like, it's a great storytelling. you got to develop characters, da, 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 da. And I understand that. People have their opinions, and I respect that 100%. But the key thing I said is it's not what we wanted. You know what I mean? And so I want to clarify that by saying that, you know, we potted this because we want this humor this excitement, the crazy visuals, off-the-wall dynamics, something different that you've ever seen on TV. And to us, season one gave us that. It was completely yeah. unique. Something We're- like that. And season two has gone to, if you want to call it storytelling like that, to me, it's like dragging plot line out, unsuccessful plot line, or it's just not going really much where we're lacking some of the dynamic scenes and episodes that like were so famous from season one. What grabbed us is missing correct you know we're never going to pod a show because it's popular no it's going to be something that we find entertaining and want to follow because the podcasting part is just our way of water coolering the shows we love well yeah you know we wouldn't talk about it if we didn't like it if we didn't like it why pod it exactly so as many feathers as that may ruffle or whatever the case may be if a show starts to drag on us, Fear of the Walking Dead, <laughs> yeah. we will kick it to the curb without a second glance. Yeah, I mean, we've been we potted Walking Dead for years, and we've started in Fear of the Walking Dead and quit midstream. Yeah. We were like, this show is just going nowhere. It dragged, da da da. It wasn't worth talking about anymore. We're not the type of podcast to sit there and bash something constantly, and that's all we were doing with Fear. Well, that's the thing. We just did nothing but bashing Fear of the Walking Dead, and we bashed Preacher the last few episodes as well. Because they were just boring and non-developmental. So, if it keeps giving us episodes like that, then we don't want to be a podcast that bashes and we're not entertained anymore. Now, just because I know you're like me and are kind of completionist type people, we would finish the show. Yes, this This one's worth finishing. There's no doubt. I mean, I really enjoy the show. This this episode proved that there's a reason we chose this show. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And... I hope it continues. There's no doubt. And I think it will. Now that we have Star in the mix, I really feel like if we keep him as a primary in the characters of the show and things like that, it's really going to be heightened and it's going to get really exciting. And the preview for next week kind of really gives you a a direction they're going. Now, again, it does show Dennis and Cassidy, and I'm just like, okay, that's going to get old quick. Him playing daddy, you can't, you know, act on your – instincts no i'll I'll be surprised if dennis survives the season right i agree but i am surprised that they're already talking about having a meeting and 
the boy and who's the boy and all this stuff in this preview. You know, again, as a comic book reader, I know exactly what the hell they're talking about. And I'm in shock we're already at this point in comic books. So it's very interesting to see that. Uh, but I'm also excited because this is major movement forward for the show. So I'm excited for that. Absolutely. And like I said, I want the show to be good. I want it to continue to be good. I like when a show we enjoy gets picked up for another season, you know, mid-season because it's Absolutely. getting the ratings so well. Absolutely. But we've, man, we've followed plenty of shows that just get the can, you know what I mean? Unfortunately. And there's nothing we can do about it. And most of the time they get the can, they got it for a good reason. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. Guys, we say these things because I, we respect opinions. And you'll be surprised. Anybody who sends us opinions, even if it's different like that, we, we converse. We tell them, hey, we, I got you. Feel you. This, that, so on. Everybody has their own thoughts, their opinions, da, 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 and so on. And I hope you all enjoy ours. Um, you know, And if you feel strongly about something or tell us we missed something or we need to be looking at closer or something for us to see what you see, please do not hesitate to let us know. We enjoy that. What makes this – what our paycheck is is being able to talk to you guys and enter that in the show and add that you know that diversity and everything else to be a part of it. You can always catch us at Bleed TV Podcast on gmail.com, as well as we're on Facebook, Bleed TV Podcast, as Twitter, Bleed TV Podcast. So don't hesitate to follow, befriend, whatever. Uh, we'd love to have you and listen to us weekly. Uh, tell your friends. Share it out there, guys. You know, we absolutely love it when people share our pod and, you know, recommend it and whatever. Tell us like that. Don't hesitate. But other than that, guys, I think we're going to call tonight. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And we'll see you all next week.